have you ever dreamt of the day where you could just ask your computer to do simple things for you? Say you wanted a college essay written or just simply had some random query. You couldn't be bothered researching. Well, that day has arrived. Some of you may have already heard of Chat GPT. The programme launched before Christmas and our reporter Josh Crosby has been testing it out. How does it all work? Well, I'll tell you one thing, Kieran. I was never the best at doing homework myself in school and if this was around when I was young, God, it would be very tempting to type in a few questions and get the answers. So, Basically, this company, OpenAI, has created a system called ChatGPT. Now, what it does is it allows you to type in whatever you want and it'll give you an answer. You can ask it to write you an essay, a song, type in the number of words you need on any topic. This is literally AI working at lightning speed in front of your eyes. So to to give an example, I asked the, the software, write me a radio introduction saying that I'll be explaining details about ChatGPT on the hard shoulder on News Talk. Okay. And this is what it replied. So it goes, hello and welcome to the hard shoulder on News Talk. Today we'll be diving into the world of cutting edge AI technology with a closer look at ChatGPT. Stay tuned. It's going to be a fascinating conversation on the hard shoulder here on News Talk. So that was spilled out to me in seconds and the way it makes it conversational language like stay tuned and we'll be diving into the world. That's what really struck me which I suppose some people might find a bit unnerving. All right. Can you literally ask it anything though? Whatever you want. I said I'd have a bit of crack with it and we all know, apart from radio, another love of yours is of course the small ball and being from Kilkenny that's to be expected I suppose. So so I wrote into the website which county in Ireland has the best hurling team. All right. So, so in seconds it replies saying it's difficult to d- definitely say which county ah. in Ireland has the best but it can change from year to year and also depend on personal opinions. Historically some of the most successful counties in hurling have been Kilkenny, Cork, Tipperary and Galway. So, so what do you make of that? Would you agree with Galway? Go away to that. <laughs> well, this is Chat GPT's mind anyway. It, it, I can count all Ireland's in one hand. <laughs> God, give me a break. Anyway, anyway, you were speaking to some experts though. Uh, what did they make of it all? It was, Kieran. So I took a visit to the Technological University Dublin where I met with Dr. Robert Ross. He's a senior lecturer at the School of Computer Science and is also a funded investigator at the Adapt Research Centre. Now obviously, something like this software, it's going to be ringing alarm bells for people working in education. So I asked Dr. Ross how this will impact the way courses are carried out and grading in particular. He believes there will be more emphasis on the assessment side of learning now and this program is raising concerns in schools and colleges around the world. It's got this piece of technology or AI, the language model that's really sophisticated and it's been trained on literally hundreds of billions of words and not just memorising them but instead synthesising them into such a way that when you ask it a question or pose it a query it tries to come up with a unique or novel answer to that question or query and that that really is on the, the scale it's at it's groundbreaking it's huge you would really think about chat gpt as a typical example of a disruptive technology in other words we don't yet know how it's going to impact on things we certainly know that in a number of sectors there are going to be implications straight away we know that in education, this is huge. So many universities around the world are scratching their heads right now, figuring out how they can deal with the idea of students using AIs like this to come up with unique and novel answers to questions that aren't necessarily their own. And then the other one is really in any sort of business where you might need to generate content, anything from journalism right through to 
coders. Any content creation of that type can be severely disrupted by this sort of tech. Where is the software sourcing its information? I suppose to ensure that it's giving balanced details or is there a fear there that could be leaning towards one side with an answer? This model is trained on many different what we call corpora of text. In other words, these are large collections of documents that have been scraped from the internet basically and from various websites that keep programmers code and they gather all of this text together and they synthesize or they they train the model based on this data. Now to be fair to the people in OpenAI they do seem to have put in a lot of effort already in terms of trying to make sure that the system doesn't show these biases. Okay, so that's Robert Ross uh, there expressing concern at TU Dublin. Students have just used this for assignments, is that it? Well, that's what some in education are fearing, Kieran. Over in the States, New York City's Department of Education has banned the use of ChatGPT on its school network and devices. Then in Australia, universities are going back to the pen and paper. So there is some panic out there when it comes to how this will affect education. And as Dr. Ross pointed out, there are jobs as well. I spoke with some college students now to hear their views on this. I do know some friends from college that would use it like for most assignments. It's quite normalised. Uh, people to use it at the moment. And there's a lot of fear then of plagiarism or if you're just directly copy and pasting. Yeah, yeah, people yeah, people use it for, to get a better mark as well, on top of what they were already gonna get. Would you ever consider giving it a go yourself or absolutely not. No. On the record, no. You, you put in the hard work, the yeah. graph, the research. Yeah, because in, in the end, that's really beneficial for yourself, you know, going through college. You're a college student yourself? Yeah, I am doing art teaching. And yeah. what about cheating now? Do many people borrow assignment answers off people? Or? Um, maybe if there was an exam, say psychology or that, it tends to be like the same exam every year. Maybe like if you know someone the year ahead of you, you could ask. But um, I never have. So and what about this new software now where you can just type in any question randomly and it'll give you an answer? Would you consider something like that? Or do no. you know of any friends or classmates that are thinking of doing it? No, like, to be honest, I only found out about that there just before the Christmas. So it was long after I had to do my assignments. So it would be so handy. But I don't know, with plagiarism, it'd be hard. It's great for ideas and kind of getting you on the right track for stuff. But sourcing or referencing and stuff, you can't use it for actual assignments. It's like I've used it myself to reference to see, like, what kind of things they talk about that I haven't mentioned. Never. So give us an example there now, how you've used it now. So if you're, if you're given an assignment, you can kind of so bounce can, ideas You can it. put in the exact assignment title. It'll give you like pretty much just what essay. Like I did it retrospectively back on one of my essays and it was pretty much exactly what I talked about just without all those like footnotes and stuff that I needed. There's really no point. Like AI isn't that good. Like there's always going to be gaps and stuff and it doesn't sound right. And I feel like there's more integrity if you do it yourself, you know? It's a hot topic with the students at the moment. Are people considering lashing in a, an answer into an assignment from it? Or? Uh, I haven't heard any of that now, but uh, I'm sure it, I've heard it's great for kind of brainstorming and coming up with ideas and then expanding on those. So yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the, the depth of the answers it can actually give you. I see it as a new kind of just form of research because, you know, I'm sure people said the same thing about Google when that came. I think ChatGPT is something similar to that. It's a tool you can use to kind of make yourself better rather than... It's like Googling with less... Less effort. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What, Josh, if you tell it that you do want to specifically use it for a college exam? Well, I suppose this is where the ethics come in, Kieran. So I did ask it. I literally typed in the words, can I use chat GPT to write an essay for an assignment and would it be easily identifiable that I did not write it? So it replies then with, you can certainly use chat GPT or similar AI language generation models to generate text for an essay, but it's important to note that doing so would likely be considered plagiarism. It goes on and on then, but then towards the end is where I was saying earlier, it brings in a kind of a personal tone 
to the messaging. It says, I recommend you not to use an AI model to generate text for an assignment as it's an academic misconduct. So that's fairly honest advice. So far, so good. But this type of AI technology creeping into education, it's definitely going to play a part when it comes to researching and grading. So I wanted to speak with someone who's in the business of exams and correcting. So Philip O'Callaghan is the managing director of the ExamCraft group. Now, what ExamCraft does is it provides mock exams to schools and they also do an assessment correction service for the exams. So it was great to get an insight from Philip on how he sees the use of AI affecting learning and grading. If you take the traditional exam that was done in the exam hall, everyone knew that the results were valid in that they knew that the students did the exam themselves and that's how they performed on the day. When you bring in other means of assessment, whether that be project work, continual assessment that's done by the students in their own time, or indeed done remotely, obviously you're increasing the risks that are attached to the validity of that result. However, on the other hand, if you're talking about that model, people believe it's while everyone is treated equally, they don't think it's fair on young people. Some institutions around the world now are going back to the pen and paper more so. You believe, obviously, there's more benefits to the written exams. They're unquestionably valid. My own personal view is that it's about time that third-level colleges decoupled leaving certain exam results from college entry. The CEO system, really, it's a cheap, lazy way for third-level colleges to choose their students. They don't choose them based on their passion. They don't choose them based on their contribution to school life and secondary school. All they do is they choose to use this very narrow criteria, which is their performance during a particular three-hour exam in schools. It becomes a high-stakes exam. And clearly, when things are high stakes, if there are other means of assessment, then it definitely creates risk factors. Because while they're using this cheap, lazy means of determining college entry, which is called a CEO, where that particular problem is going to continue. The other thing that I would say about a chat at GPT is that it ultimately, it's going to change the nature of education and the classroom, I would imagine. I believe that ChatGPT is fantastic at giving people information. But the magic in the classroom really happens in the interaction between the teacher and the learner. All right, Philip O'Callaghan there, ending that report from Josh Crosby. Stay with us back in a moment with The Last Post.